present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, a panel game. And your chairman this week, Barry Cryer. Hello again. Once again, we're gathered here to perpetrate this monstrous uh, panel game in the blue corner. Uh, Graham, hello, Cheeky Garden. And Joe, hello, Sailor Kendall. Their opponents, Tim Brook, hello, Taylor. And Bill, goodbye, Oddie. Now, normally, we start with a musical round, and I'm afraid this week is no exception. In this round, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask each team to sing a song, but they'll have to sing it as animals. Can't do it. Can't do it. You'll have to. Graham and Joe, I want you to sing Hernando's Hideaway, but in fact, as a dog and a cat. Easy. Slight dose of mange, and I ask <laughs> Tim and Bill to sing volare, but in fact, in the roles of an owl and a parrot. <laughs> example of teamworks in Trackel Welsh. I declare them <laughs> the winners, if only for stamina, by uh, three points to two. Here we're going to set up the feature for later in the programme, our late arrivals. We want some silly names, ladies and gentlemen, for the people who are going to arrive at the Fishmongers Ball. The <laughs> Fishmongers Ball, later in the programme, can we have your late arrivals, please? And we will, in fact, leap on. Let's have a musical interlude with blues time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, blues time. Uh, each team's going to get a subject on which they must uh, improvise, nay, compose a four-line blues, and they sing alternate lines. We'll start with Tim and Bill on this, your subject. And I've taken out insurance before I say this. Des O'Connor. This <laughs> <laughs> is not a subject. Something to sing the blues about. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that butter? We'll sing the Des O'Connor blues, all right. <laughs> you could have fooled me. Left out of my bed. Yes, I did. I left right out of my bed. I hoped there was something good on television. But oh no, there was the Desert Color Show instead. <laughs> well, now, when I can tell you some people, I don't want to say anything bad about Desert Color. Because you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. Hey! <laughs>
sorry, Mrs. O'Connor. Des O'Connor in drag has just left the studio. <laughs> we move now back to Joe and Graham. That was uh, the Des O'Connor blues, by the way. We've got four points and two solicitor's letters. We go to <laughs> Joe and Graham. Will you sing us a blues about strikes? <laughs> one at home they walked off shabby but effective shabby but effective you won that, po- uh, that round by one point joe and graham will we move to misleading readings misleading readings our next round in this round each team will read a well-known piece of prose or verse in funny and extremely silly voices and the other side have to try and identify the piece i shall score erratically we'll start with tim and bill with their first piece which is the seagull by anton chekhov but very nice if someone meets her in the garden and tells Mama. Bring the tea in as well. <laughs> Here's the thing I was telling you about. <laughs> this is what you ordered, man. I don't remember. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Must have been something my medicine chest is going off. Don't worry, man. Just as I... Hang on. I'll go out and see. Just as I thought a bottle of ether done gone bust. <laughs> Hums. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I stand before you. Me and Chandu. Oh, oh, pardon me. It reminded me of how... Oh... Everything went dark for a moment. The fact is, Konstantin Gavrilovich done shot himself. That could be a clue. <laughs> could be a clue. Konstantin had shot himself at the end of that piece. Ah, yes, yes you see. And are we surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bit. Is it by Chekhov? It is. Is it? Uh, no sex, please, we're British. Chekhov! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Language, Bill, language. The seagull. The seagull. The seagull, right. the seagull is quite The seagull is Oh, I think a resounding five points all told for Joan Graham. And now it's Joan Graham's turn. With Pygmalion by George Bernard Shaw. Can we please have some Scottish music? treat me. I don't mind you swearing at me. I don't mind a black eye. I've had one before this, but I won't be passed over. Then, 
Get out of my way! I won't stop you. You talk about me as if I were a motor bus. So you are a motor bus. Oh? All bounce and go. And no consideration for anyone. But I can do without you. Don't think I can't. I know you can, Cobber. I told you you could. I know you did, you brute. You wanted to get rid of me. Liar. Thank you. You never asked yourself, I suppose, whether I could do without you. Don't you try to get round me. You'll have to do without me. The end. <laughs> An extract. Uh, Des O'Connor in drag has just returned <laughs> to the studio. He was playing a club in Brewer Street. No. <laughs> We return. You remember the plot we returned? I have no idea what they were That was an extract from Dr. Dinkum's casebook, but you have to guess what it really was. Um, there was a reference to being passed over at the beginning. Yes. Sounds religious. Passover. Um, Jesus Christ superstar. <laughs> no. Australian superstar. Australian. Rolf Harris superstar. <laughs> Don't think Australian will no help Couldn't you there at all. Um, Bit of a pig. Pig. Oh. So. Uh, it was a hell of a bore, I know, but. Porky and Bess. Which it isn't. Uh, I'm sure you know. Like that. I sh- sure. Uh, Bernard Shaw, I know it, yes. Shaw, I do. The pig cart. No. The doctor's. Calmalian. The doctor's. Calmalian, you're so warm. The doctor's dilemma. Let's. No. You've got it, haven't you? You have got it. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with the program. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't come near me. That's just the doctor's dilemma. (laughs) Say it again, Bill. Say what you said before, just this minute. Calmalian. Calmalian, indeed. Or read Pygmalion by Artie Shaw, you're quite correct. (laughs) And it's to all misleading readings. Did you heifer? Did you? (laughs) No, you haven't. Now, on to the next round, and I'm going to ask each member of each team to, in fact, declaim a well-known poem, but they have to declaim it tunefully, ladies and gentlemen, because you have to sing a well-known poem. We're going to start with Graham Garden, and so it's Graham Garden singing Gray's Elegy in a Country Churchyard to the tune Darktown Strutter's Ball. The knell of parting day, the lowing herd winds slowly o'er the lee. The plowman homeward plods his weary way and leaves the world to darkness and to me. Now fades the glimmering landscape on the side, and all the air a solemn stillness holds, save where the beetle wheels his droning flight. Rosy tingling all the distant falls, bring that from yonder ivy mantle tower the moping owl. The soon complete. There'll be some that. There'll be some turning in the graveyard tonight. Two points. Two points to Graham Garden. <laughs> Bill Oddy, will you oblige? Um, <laughs> Shelley's the Daffodils, Bill, on page two three nine. But in fact, to the tune of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> I wonder, oh, yeah, as a cloud 
the end of the rainbow. Four points to Bilotti and of course it's just been pointed out to me that uh, The Daffodils was of course written by Wordsworth and not Shelley. Just checking that everybody was taking notice. And now <laughs> Joe Kendall I'm going to ask you to procure your book, page 26 Blow Blow Thou Winter Wine by William Shakespeare better known as Percy Bysshe Shelley and to the tune of If You Were the Only Girl in the World. Good wasn't the word for it. Um, <laughs> uh, two again for that. Now, Timbrook Taylor. I've done my... Tiger Tiger, by the well-known spy, William Blake, uh, to the tune <laughs> of Around the World. Is that 80 days, Yes. I'll search for you, that one. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. In what a distant deep so skies went the fire of thy eyes. On what wings the aspire? What the hand had seized? And now, Paradise Lost to the tune of Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> Those trousers did you the world of good, Tim. 
no, they didn't. Well, no, and ten are down to seven and a half. Tim Brooke Taylor, a resounding win for Tim and Bill by eight points to four. Pull up your socks, Joe and Graham. Um, now for a rather um, bizarre item entitled Tag Wrestling. I think I ought to explain that. Tag in this instance meaning tagline, punchline, final line. I'm going to give each team uh, the final line of a hopefully short story. A member of one team must start the story and obviously head straight for the end of their own particular story before I press my hooter, if you'll pardon the expression. And then a member of the other team must then take up the story very quickly, but they're heading for their punchline. Now, the first team to reach their tag wins, and in the event of nobody finishing, I shall probably fall asleep. Um, <laughs> now, we go first of all to Tim and Bill, and your tagline of your story is... So the choir went home and we could see our knees again, just over the top of the roof. <laughs> and so the choir went home and we could see our knees again over the top of the roof. Joe and Graham, the tagline of your story this time is, the spaceship landed safely, proving porridge is inflammable in a leap year. <laughs> the spaceship landed safely, proving porridge is inflammable in a leap year. So we'll uh, start with uh, Graham on this occasion, and you're heading for your spaceship line, are you not? Go. Well, Professor, I said, it doesn't seem to me as if this is going to work. <laughs> Nonsense, my boy, he replied. Porridge, believe me, is inflammable. As you, as you may remember, he said, I had that astounding success with the giant knees. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Professor. I do what exactly happened on that occasion? He said, well, it involved... Joe. Ah! <laughs> ah, um, don't interrupt me, said the Professor. Um... Uh, and then the second experiment you did was when the spaceship landed well, safely. also on the subject of giant knees, insofar as the first lot deflated. So I made, <laughs> made another lot, and of course we were hoping for success, so we went to the church to pray for the giant knees. We took them along there and we asked the vicar to bless them. The choir came in at that moment. <laughs> Get out, said the professor. <laughs> are, the, are the vets full of porridge? Yes, sir. Right, prepare for blast off. And away we went. Excuse so, me, said the professor. I have these loony moments when I suddenly <laughs> talk about strange things. Let us get back to the choir who are just coming in. Ooh. Ah! But the spaceship had already gone off with its inflammable porridge uh, as fuel and... Uh, Naturally, the noise this made passing through the sound barrier was as if a thousand concords had passed that way, and the roof of the church collapsed at that moment, this lowering... <laughs> Luckily, the choir leaped out of the way. <laughs> the spaceship landed safely, proving porridge is inflammable in a leap year. Yes! Can you believe it? They did it. They did it. And our next round is, in fact, for want of a better word, a musical round, ladies and gentlemen, musical round. In this round, I'm going to ask each team to play a duet. The instruments concerned in this debuck are, in fact, a violin and a swanny whistle. I'm going to be drunk with power here. I've got to try and recognise the tune they're playing. If I recognise it, they score points. Please. Tim Brooke Taylor wants to leave the studio. No. <laughs> because we're going to be embarrassed anyway, I think for us, can we point out that the violin is not tuned? 
Otherwise, we'd have no trouble playing whatever else. <laughs> so, in fact, I and think... neither is the swanny whistle, as you can hear. Bill having the swanny whistle and Tim having no, no. pointed out the violin is not tuned, I'm going to ask Tim and Bill to commence with a duet and a tune. And I'm going to see if I can uh, ascertain the tune. Sounded very like the refrain from spitting, but I can't <laughs> go further. Um, can you give me a clue? Was it a you ballad? You might have heard it uh, the, ah. day, the day. Really you might have heard it the day before today. I might have heard it the day before today. Yes. Is that a cunning clue to yesterday? <laughs> um, yes. I'll give you two points for that, and we'll in fact ask Joe and Graham, instruments akimbo, to play their duet. The Albert Hall is just catching. Three randy chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yes. worth. It wasn't worth three randy chickens, was it? <laughs> no, Croat folk song. No, Close. no. I clapped at the end, but I didn't want to be the odd one out. But I don't <laughs> uh, is this a, a pop song in its loosest sense? It was once. It was mm. once. Yes. No longer after that. Really. <laughs> um, a recent pop song was yeah, it? Yeah, gave me a nasty freight. <laughs> gave you a nasty freight. Freight. I caught your intonation there. I shall throw it back to you. Freight. What song do I know? Freight train. No. Nancy Whiskey and Chas McDevitt. Chas McDevitt. Absolutely right. I recognise it. I'm going to give you four for that. I'm going to give four for that. He said maliciously. Thank you, people with taste and discrimination. Mutiny is breaking up. Mutiny is Wednesdays and Saturdays only. Now. God bless you, Groucho. We race on to a round rather archly entitled What a Carry On, in which members of our teams are going to be asked to sing songs and they can stop on a word of their choice in the lyric. This has to be followed on with the song starting with that word. <laughs> Although I will allow a certain amount of overlapping, which of course won't be seen by the people at home, so we'll get away <laughs> with it. So, we will, in fact, I think we'll start with Bill Oddy, who will sing and stop on a word of his choice. When you begin the begin, it brings back a night and day. You are the one, only you are my heart's desire. <laughs> <laughs> Was that desire or delight? Desire. Should be delight. <laughs> desire. Ah. Uh, it desire, should be delight. Yeah. I'm going to give you a point for that. <laughs> delight. Joe and Graham, because oh, Tim should have said delight there. Oh. I'll give you a point. Carry on from delight, please, Graham. Delight. Sorry, Tim, not That's desire. No, perfectly right. <laughs> 
Now let's look at it. Delightful to know and heaven to kiss. Just allow that, yes. Kiss is my lucky day. <laughs> oh! They try to tell us we're too young. Then springtime, am I? <laughs> I've got the feeling I'm falling. <laughs> falling, falling, falling. Falling in love again. <laughs> what have I to do? Never wanted to. <laughs> but I've got them. <laughs> Lovely black eyes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you beautiful doll, you great, big, beautiful... <laughs> doll, singing doll. <laughs> uh, what, what, sorry, what was the... Now, we've got... I'm going to score Tim and Bill. <laughs> Six to four. And now we revert to late arrivals. You may remember I asked for people who are going to arrive at the Fishmongers Ball. Oh, yes. And first we'll go this time to Joe and Graham. Who arrived at the Fishmongers Ball? The next arrival at the Fishmongers Ball is Mr. Ian Chips <laughs> and his dog, Scamp Ian Chips. Ah, like it. The next arrival <laughs> at the Fishmonger's Moyle is Mr. and Mrs. Itted Place <laughs> and their son, Phil. Oh. Itted. Scampy. Landing <laughs> <laughs> on that one. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Arriving at the Fishmonger's Ball next. Mr. and Mrs. Urbank, their, their two children, the budgie, the cat, and the dog Urbank. The two children. Mr. and Mrs. Hiram E. Butt, and their son, Hal. Oh! And also, a touch of royalty to the occasion. <laughs> The Queen of the Basques. <laughs> Listen carefully. Madame Shark <laughs> and their son, the Basking Shark. Oh. <laughs> I will score that. Seven, six. A in late arrival. Oh. <laughs> at the Fishmonger's Ball. It's running at Hoping to get a laugh, so be kind to him. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sleep in the Subway, darlings. <laughs> and their dog, Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Who has now left? <laughs> that joke is ahead of its time, which is about half past eleven this evening. So I score 7-6 in favour of Tim and Bill on that round. One last quick round, and this is rather another one. <laughs> For this, for this round, I'm going to ask each team to give me five pounds. 
Right, that's it. No points for anyone. I win. I'm going home. Good night for now. Bye. Crier at last managed to say goodbye from Tim Brooke Taylor, Graham Garden, Joe Kendall, Bill Oddie, Dave Lee at the piano, and producer John Castles. <laughs>